Welcome to Zichud Afsi Man Ram Goldhara, and today we're in Sechus Ksubas Daf Lamed Ches, the third parak in the Aros. The Zichud Sechus Ksubas program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazachas Torah. So the three dots we're going to focus on: number one, the next Mishnah states Nara Shinis Arsa Vinis Garsha in the case of a Naara who is engaged and then divorced and then violated. Riosa Glili says, she's not entitled to a kanas. But Rekiva says, she is entitled to a kanas and the kanas belongs to her. Rashi explains that the case is specifically where she was engaged and then divorced. For if she were not divorced, then the one who violated her would be Chayv Misa for committing adultery with an Arusa. The Gemara explains that Yossi Galili's reason for holding that she's not entitled to Kanas is because the Pasuk states, if a man finds a Nara Basula, a Shergo Arasa, who is not engaged, which implies how Arasa ain't a Kanas, that if she was engaged, she does not receive the Kanas. But Rabbi Kiva holds a Shergo Arasa la'avia, that if she was not engaged, the Kanas is paid to the father, ha Arasa la'atzma, which implies that if she was previously engaged, the Kanas belongs to her. The Gemara will challenge unsuccessfully Rabbi Kiva's position. Point number two, the Gemara brings up Bryson, which Rabbi Kiva teaches that the phrase Asher will arasa, who was not engaged, is mufnas, superfluous, to have the following Gezer Shava to be expounded from it. It's stated here regarding one who was violated, Asher will arasa, who was not engaged, and stated regarding the girl who was not seduced, Asher will arasa, who was not engaged. Ma'kan chamishim af lahon chamishim, ma'lahon shkalim af just as here, the Ma'anas pays 50 silver coins, so to the Mafata pays 50 silver coins. And just as there, the Mafata pays Shkalim, here also the Ma'anas pays Shkalim. Rush explains that the word Yishkol, he shall pay out, in the parsha of the Mafata, implies Shkalim. The more later explains that Yosef Glili, who cannot teach this Gezer Shava, since he uses the phrase Asher will Arasa to teach something else, derives the 50 coins and Shkalim from what was taught in the following Brisa. The Torah states regarding the Mafata, Ketzev Yishkol Kamohar Basulos. He shall pay out silver shkalim in the amount of the settlement to the Basulos. She has Zek Kamohar Basulos, which teaches that the Kanas should be like the settlement made to the Basulos in the case of the Naara, who was violated, which is 50 coins. Umohar Basulos Kazet. And that the settlement made to the Basulos should be paid in shkalim, like the Kanas for a seduction. And point number three, Abayah said, Ba'aleha Umesa Pater. If one violated a Nar Basula and she died before the violator was sued by the father and found liable by Basin, he's pata from payment for the Pusik states, Vanasan Lavihanara, and he, referring to the violator, shall give to the father of the Nara fifty silver coins. The superfluous expression of Naara teaches that the fine is paid to the father of the Naara, Vulola Avimesa, and not to the father of a deceased girl. The Gemara says that what was obvious to Abaya was the basis of a question for Rav. If Rav asked, Yish beggar bekever or ain beggar bekever? If the victim was a Na'ara at the time she died, but would have become a Bagaris by the time based and ruled, is there an attaining a Bagris in the grave or not? The Gemara on the next stop will clarify Rav's question. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Narash nis arsa v'nizkarsha, in the case of a Na'ara, who was engaged and then divorced and then violated. Rabbi Yossi Aguili says, kanas. She is not entitled to a kanas, but Rabbi Kiva says, kanas kanas la'atzma. She is entitled to a kanas, and the kanas belongs to her. Or she explains that the case is specifically where she was engaged and then divorced. For if she were not divorced, then the one who violated her would be Chayv Misa for committing adultery with an Arusa. The Gemara explains that Yossi Aguili's reason for holding that she's not entitled to kanas is because the Pasuk states, if a man finds a Nara Basula, a Shergo Arasa, who is not engaged, which implies Ha'arasa Enel Kanas, that if she was engaged, she does not receive the Kanas. But Rabbi Kiva holds Asher Lo Arasa La'avia, that if she was not engaged, the Kanas is paid to the father, 
ha'orasa la'atzma, which implies that if she was previously engaged, the kanas belongs to her. The Gemara will challenge it unsuccessfully, Rabbi Kiva's position. Point number two, the Gemara brings up Bryce in which Rabbi Kiva teaches that the phrase Asher will arasa, who was not engaged as mufna, superfluous, to have the following Gezer Shava to be expounded from it. It's stated here regarding one who was violated, Asher will arasa, who was not engaged, and stated regarding the girl who was not seduced, Asher will arasa, who was not engaged. Ma'kan chamishim af lahon chamishim, ma'lahon shkalim af just as here, the Ma'anis pays 50 silver coins, so to the Mafata pays 50 silver coins. And just as there, the Mafata pays Shkalim, here also the Ma'anis pays Shkalim. Rush explains that the word Yishkol, he shall pay out, in the parsha of the Mafata, implies Shkalim. The more later explains Rabbi Yossi Glili, who cannot teach this Gezer Shava, since he uses the phrase Asher will arasa to teach something else, derives the 50 coins and Shkalim from what was taught in the following Brisa. The Torah states regarding the Mafata, Ketzev Yishko Kamohar Basulos. He shall pay out silver shkalim in the amount of the settlement to the Basulos. She has Zek Kamohar Basulos, which teaches that the Kanas should be like the settlement made to the Basulos in the case of the Na'ara, who was violated, which is 50 coins. Umohar Basulos Kazet. And that the settlement made to the Basulos should be paid in shkalim, like the Kanas for a seduction. And point number three, Abayah said, Ba'aleha Umesa Pater. If one violated a Nar Basula and she died before the violator was sued by the father and found liable by Basin, he's pata from payment for the Pusik states, Vanasan Lavihanara, and he, referring to the violator, shall give to the father of the Nara fifty silver coins. The superfluous expression of Naara teaches that the fine is paid to the father of the Naara, Vulola Avimesa, and not to the father of a deceased girl. The Gemara says that what was obvious to Abaya was the basis of a question for Rav. Rav asked, Ish beggar bekever or ain beggar bekever? If the victim was a Na'ara at the time she died, but would have become a Bagaris by the time Basin ruled, is there an attaining a Bagris in the grave or not? The Gemara on the next stop will clarify Rav's question. All right, so now we go to our Simr Daf Lamedches, and our standard Simon relates to a Dabra Lach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup to make it more distinct. So chicken soup is the Simon for Lamedches. So here goes. The Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, sent a bowl over to the distraught father of Anar Basul who died after being violated, since he received nothing. Once again, it's emotion. The Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup, chicken soup, that must mean we're on Daf Lamadches, a Davrolach. The Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, which reminds us of the Malchus between Yossi Agli and Rabbi Kiva, whether a Nara that was engaged, divorced, and then violated receives a Kanas. The Malchus is based on how they understand the Pasuk of Asherlo Arasa, who was not engaged. So the Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, which reminds us we discussed where we learned that a Ma'anas and Mafanta must pay 50 silver shkalim, whether it's from the Gezer Shava of Asholo Arasa in the Parshios of the Ma'anas and Mafanta, or according to Biosia Galili, it's from the Pasuk of Kesev Yishkol Kamoha Basulos. So the Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, that she bought with the 50 silver shkalim she had been given, sent a bowl over to the distraught father of a Na'ara Basul who died after being violated, since he 
receive nothing. Which reminds us, Abaye said, Ba'alel Mesa Pater. If one violated a Na'ar Basu and she died before the violator was sued by the father and found liable by Basin, he's Pater from payment for the Pusik states, V'nasan Latviha Na'ara. And he, referring to the violator, shall give to the father of the Na'ara 50 silver coins. The superfluous expression of Na'ara teaches that the fine is paid to the father of the Na'ara, V'lola Avi Mesa, and not to the father of a deceased girl. The Gemara said that what was obvious to Abaya was the basis of a question for Rava. So once again, the Na'ara eating from a bowl of comforting chicken soup after being engaged, divorced, and then violated, that she bought with the 50 silver coins she had been given, sent a bowl over to the distraught father of a Na'ara Basul who died after being violated, since he received nothing. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Chazara. Da'af Lamedal, so the simmer Da'af Lamedal is a ladder. So here goes. The person who cooked B'mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder. A ladder? That must be more Da'af Lamedal. The person who cooked B'mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder, which reminds us, it was taught in Nebraisa, if one cooked on Shabbos, going to Rebbe if it was done B'shogeg, he may eat what he cooked, but if it was done B'mezid, he may not eat it. Rebbe Yudah says, B'shogeg, he may eat it mostly Shabbos, B'mezid, he may never eat the food, but Rashi explains, others may eat it. Rabbi Yochanan Sandler says, Bashogeg, the food may be eaten by others after Shabbos, but not by him. But Mezid, the food may never be eaten by anyone. The more brings the psukim for Rabbi Yochanan Sandler's opinion. So the person who cooked Bamezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a shor nisko from a shomer's house, which reminds us. The Gemara asked how Rebbe Meir could rule that a thief who steals in shechs, a shor nisko, a ox condemned to be stolen, could be chayib, the four or five times payment. It's not the animal of the original owner they shechting, since the moment it's condemned, it becomes asr bahana. Rabbi answered that we're dealing here with a case in which the ox had been given to a shomer, and then it killed a person that was condemned to death while in his custody, and then the thief stole from the shomer's house. Rabbi Meir holds even after the verdict is reached, if the shomer returns the animal to its owner, it's considered return. He also holds something that can cause a benefit of money is considered as money. Even though the animal's asabahana is considered, so to speak, owned by the shomer, since it causes him a benefit that he does not have to pay for damages when he returns it to the owner. Therefore, the thief has stolen the animal from the shomer and must pay four or five times to the shomer. So, the person who cooked B'mezid on Shabbos was placing the dish forbidden to all on top of a ladder when he accidentally dropped it on the head of a thief who stole a shahar niskal from a shomer's house and was shechting it himself on Shabbos, making mechaiv and misa and to pay four or five times. Which reminds us, Robert brings an alternative explanation for how Rabbi Meir holds that a thief can be chayim four or five times a payment when the animal is shechted on Shabbos. Actually, you can say the cases where the thief shechts the animal himself and not through a shaliach. And you can still say that Rabbi Meir generally holds that one can get malkas and pay for the same transgression, but he does not hold he can be chayim misa and payment at the same time. But this case is different. The Chiddush was Shechidsh the Torah B'Knas, for it's a Chiddush the Torah was Mechadish with a Knas, Afagav the Mikdom Misham, that even though he's executed, he still pays the fine. Da'af Lamed so the similar Da'af Lamed is a children's choir singing La, La, La. So here goes. The children's choir director, children's choir, that must be more on Da'af Lamed La, La, La.
The children's choir director, who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce in the base midrash of Chizkia. The Torah makes comparison between the Psukim Maka Adam and Maka Behema. One who strikes a man who is executed and does not pay damages, and one who strikes an animal who always pays damages. From here we learn that just as one who strikes an animal, you do not distinguish whether he did a Beshogeg or Bemezud or whether he had Kavana to strike this animal or didn't have Kavana, he's always hive to pay. So too, when it comes to striking a man and all these distinctions just mentioned, the Torah is not coming to Machayim to pay in any of these cases, rather it's coming to exempt him from paying in all these cases. So the children's choir director, who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, just as the choir was singing the Russia Russia chorus line of their song that compared Malkus to Misa, which reminds us when Ravin came from Eretz Israel to Babel, he reported that Reyokin and Rich Lakish disagreed, Bechavi Malkus Shogeging Vedavra Akher, with regard to those who did a transgression Beshogeg, that when done Bemezid is Chai Malkus, and is also Chai a monetary payment at the same time. Rishonkish says he's Pater, Beferish, Ribsator, Bechaive, Malkios, Kachaive, Misos. But the Torah explicitly included those Chaive from Malkos in the exemption from payment, just like those Chaive, the death penalty. When the Gemara asks whether the Torah includes this law, Abai said it's derived from the Gezer Shava of Russia, Russia. So the children's choir director, who inadvertently struck a man and a cow with his baton, just as the choir was singing the Russia, Russia chorus line of their song that compared Malkus to Misa, was shocked to see a sign on the animal that read, you will always be high of a payment if you strike me on a weekday, which reminds us, the Gemara explains how the ton of the base magician of Chizkiel, who made the comparison of Maka Adam and Maka Behema, presumed the case is where he struck the animal on a weekday and not on Shabbos, when one can distinguish between an act on Beshogeg and one on Bemezi. Vav, so the symbol of Vav is a Lulav. So here goes. The Choresh is holding a Lulav, a Lulav. That must be one Dav Lamed Vav. The Choresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, Please speak up on my behalf regarding a Tanis Basulim, which reminds us, the Gemara explains, that the Tan of a Bryce that taught that a Choresh and a Shota cannot have a claim of Tanis Basulim brought against them is Rabbi Gamliel, for just as he believes a woman who said that she was violated after receiving her Kedushin so that she doesn't lose her Ksuba, so too here in the case of the Choresh and the Shota, she doesn't lose her Ksuba, for we would say that if she had been mentally competent, she would claim that she was violated after Kedushin. When the woman asked if one actually heard that this was Roman Gamliel's position, when the woman herself does not make the claim, it answers that it's based on the principle of psak pichal open your mouth on behalf of the mute, which means one should speak up on behalf of those who cannot do so for themselves. So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on it that said, please speak up on my behalf regarding a Tanis Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground, which reminds us it was stated in Abraisa. Sumcha says in the name of Yemer, Sume Enla Tanis Basulim. A blind woman cannot have brought against her a Tanis Basulim because a blind girl is likely to fall and strike the ground, which would cause her to lose her down Basulim. Since she doesn't see that she's bleeding, she doesn't show her mother. So the Haresh is holding a lulav with a sign on on it that said, please speak up on my behalf regarding Atanas Basulim. Didn't hear the crash when the blind girl using a lulav as a cane fell down and struck the ground after tripping over a freed captive woman who was sitting eating truma while counting her kanas. Which reminds the Gemara explains that Rebbe Yehuda who says that a Shvuya who is ransomed is still in her state of purity even if she's old meaning older than the three and she doesn't lose her right to receiving a kanas is not necessarily saying the same thing as Rebbe Dosu holds Shvuya Ochelis Petruma a former captive woman who's a Baskolan is permitted to eat Truma. They might have different reasons for being lenient. Daf Lamed Zayin so the Simmer Daf Lamed Zayin is laser tag. So here goes. The referees at the fierce Kamli by the Rabbi Mine laser tag tournament between one Chayv Misa and another Chayv Malkas, which reminds us, the more explains why there are two sources for the principle of Kamli by the Rabbi Mine, one for Chayv Misa and the other for Chayv Malkas. 
So the referees had the fierce Kamwe Bedarabim in a laser tag tournament between one Chayv Misa and another Chayv Malkas, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution, which reminds us, the Gemara explains why it was necessary to teach that a murderer Mamezid can't give Kofor atonement money to redeem his life, and also to teach separately that one who kills Beshogik and sent to an Ir Miklat can't give Kofor and redeem his life. So the referees at the Kamwe with the Rabbi Mine laser tag tournament between one Chai Misa and another Chai Malkus, who refused to take atonement money for murderers facing execution or heading to the Ari Miklat, declared the one who zapped his opponent in the neck the victor, since he chose a Misa Yafa, which reminds us, the more explains that those executed with Saif are executed with a sword to the neck, and that it's learned from the Parsha of Egla Rufa, but we don't learn from that Parsha that it's with an axe, and at the back of the neck, because we learn from the Pasuk of Vahavta Rechel Kamocha that we must choose a Misa Yafa, a more favorable death. Alright, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do you learn why it was necessary to teach that Kofra Atoma money cannot be given by those who murdered Bemezid or Bashogeg? That's on Dav. Lamed Zayn. Good number 2. Which stuff do you learn Rabbi Yehuda's reason for permitting a captive woman to receive a kanas may not be the same reason as Rabbi Dosa's reason for permitting her to eat truma? That's on Dav. Ahmed Vav. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that Abai learns from the Gezer Shava of Russia, Russia, that the Torah explicitly included those chai from Malkas in the exemption from payment, just like those chai of Misa? That's on Dav. Lamed Hay. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we have in Melchokas? Rabbi Yosef Gli and Rekiva. Whether Anara that was engaged, divorced, and then violated receives her kanas. That's on Dav. Lamed Ches. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we have in the Pusik of striking an animal is referring to a weekday? That's on Dav. Lamed Hay. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we have in the thief can be hired four or five times when the shechs on Shabbos because it's a special chiddush by Kanas that even though he's executed, he still pays the fine. That's on Dav. Lamed Good. Number seven. Which stuff do we have in the Abai said that the father of a Na'ara who was violated but died before Beitz and Paskin does not receive the Kanas. That's on Dav. Lamed Ches. Good. Number eight. Which of the one why two sources are brought for Kamwe but the Rabbi Mine, one for Chaive Misa and one for Chaive Malkas? That's on Dav. Lamed Zayn. Good. Number nine. Which stuff do we discuss where we learn out the Kanas of 50 silver Shkalim? That's on Dav. Lamed Ches. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do we learn from Egla Rufa that Saif is done on the neck and it's done in the front of the neck because it's a Misa Yafa? That's on Dav. Ahmed Zion. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Gotham Zich wishing you a great day and great learning.